Doug here. This week's bonus interview is with a Jersey guy, and I love talking to Jersey guys because I'm from Jersey. And I'm talking about master level psychic medium and spiritual advisor, Artie Hoffman. Artie's journey to discover his gift is one I think you'll enjoy because I know I did. He has a great book called Angels and Airwaves and has really helped a lot of folks out. And he has some appearances coming up. To find one close to you, check out his website, artiehoffman.com, and his books for sale there as well. So I'll put the website in the show notes. Enjoy this episode and subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on our amazing interviews with folks who worked on movie sequels and our reviews of them. Enjoy listening to Artie's story. So what you do is fascinating, but I, I'm, I'm interested in how you got to where you are right now. So where did your story begin? I know you're a local Jersey guy like me. Did you grow up in New Jersey? Yeah, I was born and raised in New Jersey, yeah. Well, to start from the beginning... You know, I, I didn't, I wasn't born with the gift and, um, you know, I didn't have Jack crap until I was 27 years old. And, um, I have friends, you know, who came to a near death experience and when they came back, they were born with the gift. That wasn't me. And then I have friends who were literally born with the gift. Again, that wasn't me. And, uh, you know, I was very frustrated in my life at the age of 27. And here I am, I'm struggling with the inner core of my life. You know, it's weird because, you know, I, I have another business, you know, that I do that's, you know, pretty successful. And, you know, at the time back then, you know, I'm married with child and, um, you know, everything's going great. And, you know, everything's going smooth. My family loves my wife. My wife's family loves me. We have a nice home. Everything's nice and smooth, but yet and my business is doing good, but yet I still wasn't satisfied inside. And, you know, even with my, with my marriage, I was okay with it. Not the greatest, but I was okay with it. But yet something still was burning inside me. And I'm sitting in my home office downstairs and I'm having a conversation with God. I said, God, I need answers. I need clear answers. And I said, please don't scare the hell out of me when you give me these answers. So I go upstairs to my kitchen. And because uh, I had my home office in my basement. And uh, so I'm in the kitchen and, and there's a bunch of junk mail there and I'm sifting through the junk mail. Usually I just throw it out. But this time it's like I'm looking through it and there was a postcard. And it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Go to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. So I looked at it. And I said, well, this is interesting. I, I thought either you were born with it, either you had it or you didn't. And I didn't know you could actually learn how to do this. So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, do you want to do this with me? I said, this looks like fun. It looks like it'd be pretty interesting. She goes, I don't give a crap about that. She goes, you can go if you want. I'm not interested. So I said, all right. So I went away for that one weekend. Where was it? It's in Virginia Beach at the yeah. Edgar Casey Foundation. Oh, okay. So I go there. And there's, it's a large room and there's about 50 people in the same room as me from all different parts of the country. And so they're, you know, they, you know, we're all sitting down and, um, and the, and the leader of the pack is, you know, talking to us about spirituality and, and, and has the beautiful music going on in the background and they're getting us in that meditated zone and, and be, and, and they, they just taught you how to be very unconditional with your thoughts and your mind and your love and all that. 
so they broke us up into groups and they said, whoever you're with, they said, there's no judgments, whatever you, whatever information you get, just share it. No matter how stupid, how wild the thoughts are, just share it. Even if you don't understand it, you might not understand it, but the person who you're reading could very well understand it. Yeah. Well, it turns out yeah. that a lot of people were telling me I was pretty accurate with my readings, what I was saying to them. And I was like all excited that I was able to connect to people and, and, and that I was able to tell people about themselves who I never met before. I was just so excited. So was it excited. excited mixed with a little bit of not fear, but were you like, how am I doing this? No fear. Yeah, no, I, I just couldn't believe that this exists. Yeah. That I could actually even predict. And then later on, you know, when I went home, I got myself a deck of spiritual cards. And I was reading for friends and family for a few years. And I was making these predictions about the future. And I thought I was just like a little kid blowing smoke up their ass. I'm just telling him what I'm thinking, you know. Yeah. And not, not knowing if anything I had to say made any sense or if it was going to come true. But people were consistently telling me that my my readings and my um, predictions were coming true. And uh, I was like, you know, that that like, you know, feeds the fire, you know, it, it motivates me. And and I started to become more and more popular and um, because of it. And uh, people wanted to get read by me, you know, like my friends and family. So what happened was um, I got to a point in my life where I needed to make a lot of extra cash because I borrowed money that um, to for an investment that I thought was definitely going to pull through and it didn't. But the moment I sold my investments, it started taking off like a bat out of hell. And when I say the moment I sold it, the moment I sold it. <laughs> and so now I had to pay back the people who lent me the money because I was out $5,000. So I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to make up this difference? And here I am trying to make money, you know, and trying to do something positive with my life. And I'm sitting on my couch. I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. I'll just throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. So ninety percent of the people ended up paying me. Wow! Was it the star? Was it the was it the Star Ledger or the Courier, like a local one? Yeah, it was uh, the News Tribune and the Adam Tabloid. Oh, okay. So um, I, um, you know, I put the ad out, and and it was just and just word of mouth, like about out of hell, it just started spreading more and more. Wow! So now I've been doing this now for now thirty-one years, and I've read for over twenty-nine thousand people. And, um, you know, it's just been a really, really uh, interesting ride. I bet. And, uh, you know, and I've been on TV. I've been on major radio stations. Uh, I saw I some. I now have my. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I was looking at your website. I, we just moved out to West Jersey. So we're out in the Clinton area. So we get Fox Philadelphia. And you were on like their 100th episode or something, right? Yeah, yeah, That's that was cool. really cool. I bet. Yeah, and and I told him, I gave him a number. I gave him a three-digit number. I said, I don't know what this means, but it's going to mean something very powerful to you And uh, during that 100th anniversary. And what ended up happening, that number, I don't know, it was like 324. I forgot what it was, but that was the day his mother ended up passing away. Oh, wow. And, um you know, not that I predict that, but I didn't know what it was about. So, uh, 
but yeah, so uh, that was pretty crazy. And um, I'm still on that show every once in a blue moon. They have me on. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, but I've been doing a lot of arty parties. I do lots of local events. I do fundraisers. I do public speaking. Um, you know, what's interesting about what I do is that, um, you know, I always wanted to become a therapist you know, going through school, but I suck at school. I always sucked at school. I was never a scholastic person. I was very well liked, you know, I was entertaining. I was like the class clown in a sense. <laughs> you know, my, my fellow classmates and my teachers thought I was funny. Not that I was trying to be the class clown. I was just being myself. I was, you know, if I saw a moment that I thought was humorous, what was on my mind was on my lips. But that's growing up in my family. It was like second nature to me, you know, it was yeah. like not a big deal. And so anyway, so I wanted to become a therapist, but I didn't have the, the brain power or the patience for books and, and all the extra money that it took for all the years of college and stuff. And so now that I'm doing my psychic stuff and I've learned how to do that and I get all the messages about people, about their life and about their future and you know, not just emotionally, but, you know, I, I see the, the future and, and, and uh, medically and, uh, you know, whether it be for the people or for their pets and, uh, and you know, legal advice. And, you know, and I didn't, um, I didn't go to Harvard or Yale. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a veterinarian. I'm no doctor. But yet the angels give me the answers of what's going on in people's bodies or their pets' bodies and stuff. And, um you know, it's just really amazing when uh, the people tell me, when they come back and tell me that my my diagnosis was right on the money. And it just uh, it just blows me away that, you know, that this exists, that I could do this. And the funny thing is, you know, I have therapists who come to see me for advice, <laughs> and uh, which is really cool. And like I said, I have no college experience. But, you know, I wrote a book called Angels and Answers. And in my book, uh, it says that I went to college for two, to, I went to Boston University and Maryland University for two years, but that was just to visit my friends. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and like I said, um, you know, it, it, it all has to do about blind faith. You know, I've learned to develop my ability to be able to pay attention and listen to the angels on the other side and um, because on the other side all the answers are there and sub subconsciously we do have all the answers to life sub subconsciously and a lot of times we don't follow our gut you know because our ego wants what it wants in the moment so we go against our gut and um and then we get ourselves in trouble and then life goes on and uh <laughs> based on our choices based on our choices but you know i'm I'm a very spiritual person. I'm not a very religious person, although I do appreciate my religion. I was raised in a Jewish family and uh, we were raised conservative. So, you know, um, like I said, you know, I'm very spiritual. I 100% believe in God. I 100% believe in angels. And we all, every single one of us has at least two guardian angels around us 24 seven. And, um, and all you have to do, all you have to do is ask for their help for whatever it is that you, you need. And when you're dealing with crap in your life, you know, I say my prayer, the prayers that I say every day is 
I call upon all my loving guardian angels. Thank you for intervening into my life today. Thank you for blessing me with happiness, peace, serenity, and balance. And thank you for bringing true love and prosperity into my life. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, and thank you for also opening up my heart, mind, and soul so I could understand all the wisdom and all the answers from the spiritual world so I could deliver all the right answers to the people who need them. And um, yeah, so, so that's my prayer that I say just about every day. Wow. And, uh, and, and, and it really works. And, and you know, when, when crap hits the fan, I choose not to really worry about next to nothing because you can't do anything about it when something has already happened. All you could do is just make the best of whatever it is in the moment. You know, it's, it's normal and it's human to get upset when things are not going your way. But um, if you want to heal from a situation, it, it forget it makes no difference what you want to happen, but if things are not going your way, and if you want to heal from the situation, you need to come to a place of acceptance within your heart and within your mind. And um, so that you could accept what is and allow time to heal. And then you move on with your life. You got to keep on doing whatever it takes to move on with your life. So with, so with doing this, you mentioned before, you 29,000 people. Would you say, a, a, not a majority, but would you say a lot of people, I'm sure you get one person that you, you talk to and uh, you, you predict something that happens or a number and they are like so fascinated by what you did. And I'm sure they tell a lot of people. Is a lot of the people you talk to like referrals? Yeah, uh, I would say a majority of them are referrals. Yeah, because I didn't majority say majority of them are referrals because I wouldn't be doing this for thirty-one years if if I sucked at it. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, that's I wasn't true. Good at it, you know. <laughs> so, so my accuracy. Can I tell you exactly how, what my percentage is of accuracy? I can't because it's too many people, too many situations. Oh but, yeah. Oh, well, I could I could tell you the majority of the time I am right. I'm not right all the time. Nobody's ever right all the time. Uh, but things could happen, you know, um, things could change, you know, after you say something, you know, sometimes when you make a prediction with somebody, uh, there are certain things come hell to high water, it's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. And then other things have to do with a spider web of choices, you know, and based on where you are in your life. So, you know, so there, there are some questions where I say, where my answer to them is, well, if you go east, this is what's going to happen. If, and if you do west, this is what's going to happen. If you go north, this is what's going to happen. If you go south, this is what's going to happen. And they said, all right, well, what do you see me doing? I said, I could tell you what the best choice would be, but you have free will and choice to make your, you know, to make your choices of whatever it is you want to experience. And uh, I just told you what what to what you're going to experience based on your personal choices so as far as you know what do i think you're going to do sometimes i can only tell you what i would do if i was in your situation based on the visions that i got but just because i tell people the right answer about this that or the other thing you know if their ego is that strong or that bullheaded they're going to go in the direction of whatever it is they want to experience or want to make happen or and and then a lot of times it will blow up in their face, and um, you know. But that's not my issue. It's not my problem. My 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 job, my blessing to everybody is that while they're with me in the moment, 
I give them my everything. You know, I give them my heart, my soul, my attention, my love. I give them everything. And then once they leave me, you know, I gave them all the answers while they're with me. Once they leave me, they're on their own. Yeah. I don't follow up. I don't follow up on people. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so you have a couple of events coming up, and I'm going to put this one out soon. So October 10th, a Bella Salon and Spa, people can call in. That's in Ocean City. Call in, schedule yeah. an appointment, and then they're able to get a private reading. The 13th, October 13th, Downtown Freehold Jazz and Blues Festival. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. So where that's do you, an outdoor event. Where do you usually get do, do the readings? Do you have, like, a home base? Yeah, I have a home base in Woodbridge, New Jersey. But just to let everybody know, yeah, it's Ocean City, it's Ocean City, New Jersey. It's not Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, New Jersey, yep. So I just wanted everyone to know that. So if they wanted to meet me in person or get a private reading, and if they wanted to do just a phone reading, that's fine too. Oh, cool. um, what I just now there are people who are intimidated or afraid to call me for a reading. So if they wanted to just send me a picture of their loved one or their, who passed away, if they wanted to communicate to the other side, uh, they could just text me a picture and I could do a text, um, I could do a text uh, message uh, reading oh, for wow. someone. And um, just by looking at a picture of someone, you ask me the question of what it is you want to know about that person, or let me know, did they pass away? Or let me know, is this your lover? Do you want to know if they're the one or are your kids okay? By looking at the picture and picking up their energy, I could, you know, tell you what it is you need to do through text. But if you want to, you know, because some people are just intimidated and don't want to talk to me, because, not because of me, but just because they're afraid or intimidated. So I could do it via text. But I also do readings over the phone. I've, I've, I've read for people in Australia, England, Ireland, oh, wow. New Zealand, South Africa. I've read for people all around the world besides all around the country. And it's all about energy. It has nothing to do with physical space and place. You know, when, when I'm communicating to the spiritual world, you know, the physicalness of life has absolutely nothing to do with it. It's all about spirit, my spirit communicating to your spirit and or, or, you know, feeling what's going on and then explaining it to you on a conscious level. And a lot of times I'll give you information about things you already know but i'm giving you affirmations to let you know that you know what you're thinking is you know either right on or or it's not you know sometimes people just need confirmation you know so um yeah so there's many many different levels of of uh you know psychic abilities now do i read palms no i don't read palms am i an astrologer no i'm not an astrologer but I do read people uh, using angel cards and my intuitiveness. And um, yeah, so, and so far it's been working out pretty darn well, I got to tell you. 
No, it sounds like it. Now, now in, in New Jersey, is there, do you like communicate with other psychics, mediums, healers? Do you, do you get together? Like, is there like a Middlesex County, like group of, of people that you talk to that do the same thing? Well, I have friends from all over New Jersey and actually all around the country oh, cool. uh, who are also very intuitive. And when it comes to myself, you know, like right now I'm going through some situations, personal situations in my life. So I can't really read for myself because I don't know if it's coming through my ego or is it coming through spiritually. So I need to ask other friends or other people who are gifted and then uh, I'll ask at least two of them to see if their stories, you know, correlate with one another. So, but, yeah, but, you, know, my, but you know, I, was I have my, other psychics who do come to me. And, oh, and, really? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Psychics and mediums and stuff. Yeah, I do have people come to me. My, my wife went to one when she was, I think, like 19 or 20. It was over on, you're familiar with like Edison and South Plainfield, that area, right? Yes. So it was one in Edison on Oak Tree Road. I don't know if it's still there. But this lady, my wife babysat for her kids like years ago when she was younger. But he, he told, uh, she told him, uh, my wife, like two or three things. One was she was going to marry someone with baseball arms. And I have a Yankees tattoo, which is cool. The other thing he said was she's going to be married twice. So that, 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 that gets me a little nervous, but is that we're, it's both our first marriage. So, well, then I, I suggest you repeat your vows, then that will be married twice. <laughs> that is true. I'm going to do that. Our anniversary is coming up. So, I'm going to maybe, maybe I'll make sure we do that at dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know, you repeat your vows. No, you're making an official thing. Yeah. That's a good idea. Look at that. You're, you're already helping me out. So, so what did, what was Artie Hoffman doing before? I know you, you touched on it a little bit. So what were you doing like from birth to 27? Like what career path did you have before this moment happened for you? Well, it's interesting. You know, I was very ambitious growing up and I've been working since I was 11 years old. Oh, wow. What was your first and, job? Uh, delivering newspapers. Oh, nice. And, uh, but you know, but I also, wait, I can't say that. That was like when I got paid for a regular job job. No, but I was also enthusiastic. I was the one that was uh, cutting grass okay. and I was uh, shoveling snow and anything to make money, you know, that was me. And, and by, by, you know, with the job that I own now that I have now, I've worked for about, I've had about 21, 22 different jobs in my life um, up to this point. So including my mediumship and my other business which I'll tell you in a second. Oh, cool. Um, um, you know, that's about probably 23 or 24 jobs that I've actually had. Um, you know, I've been everything from, let's see, like I said, you know, cutting grass, shoveling snow. Um, I worked for different gas stations, pumping gas. I worked for different restaurants, busing tables. Um, I worked for a flower shop. Um, let's see, I worked for a newspaper outfit uh, as the district manager and not just a newspaper boy. I worked in construction. Um, you know, I was a, a laborer in construction. I worked for another, I worked for a cleaning business. And, um, you know, like, like I said, I was really, 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 really busy and um, growing up. But I loved it because I love to work. I love to make money. I'm a people person. And uh, so then 
you know, uh, I moved out to Florida because I was a, a teenager at the time, like 19 years old. And I had no talent because I wasn't a medium or psychic at the time. And um, I was living at my parents' house. And I said, you know, I need to depend on myself on something. I don't want to just, you know, do stupid bit jobs my whole life. And um, so I moved out to Florida where my friends were. And they bought a cleaning business. And um, I was working for them for a few months. I couldn't stand working for them. I couldn't stand <laughs> the clients. I didn't like my job. It's like, you know, the people were very snooty because we're, we're, I'm not even going to say the area because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, bash anybody. Yeah. Um, but I was in a, a very affluent area, very affluent. And they were all with their nose up in the air. And I get along with everybody, but it was just like, it was just, and then my roommate who, uh, who I grew up with, he went down there with me and he was really moody personality. And I said, you know what? Screw this. And so I moved back home to New Jersey. And I said, you know what? Until I find a regular job, I know how to clean windows. So I threw it in the paper and the window cleaning business started taking off. And then um, the winter time comes and I couldn't do windows anymore. So um, I started to clean houses and that started taking off. Huh? And then and then one of my uh, guys who I used to work for, one of my friends, uh, you know, this guy I worked for, from Staten Island, he asked me if I would manage his gas stations, his two gas stations, and I did. So I was like juggling all that, and and then I just picked, just sticking with the window cleaning business. So the name of my business is called Peeping Tom's Window Cleaning. Whoa, that's a really good name. Yeah, and on my oh. card it says binoculars not included. <laughs> that's so great, and that still is around today. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And my logo behind my card, I just started this a couple of years ago. I've had the business now for 36 years. Oh, wow. And it's based out of Woodbridge and, too? Yeah. Yeah. But I do it mostly in Morris County, Union County, and Somerset County. That's where I concentrate my business. Okay. You know, so, um, yeah. So on the back of my card, it says, Peeping Tom's Window Cleaning. Everyone enjoys looking at a nice piece of glass. <laughs> <laughs> That is good. That's so great. I'm not in that I'm out in Hunterdon County, but I'll make sure all the stuff that we mentioned, like your website, your book, everything I'll put in the notes of the episode so people can go check you out. Yeah, with my book, I'm very proud of. I'm in the process of writing a second book now. Oh, cool. And my my first book that you can get on Amazon.com or if you go to ArtieHoffman.com, you know, you could just order it right online there. And... um, but, and you could order it. And so a, a lot of people order more than one book because like it made such an impact on their life, you know, that not only does it explain about life itself, but it also gives you a lot of understanding about your own life and, and, and how you're thinking and how you're feeling. I mean, I really touch into people's lives and, you know, like I said, my, the biggest compliment I could ever get, which does happen is when people buy more than one book and they just want to hand it out to all their friends and family. Oh, wow. And, um, and, and it, it just blows me away. I'm just insanely flattered. And so this book is about, it has uh, 12 angels and saints in there. And it explains about the purpose of each angel and saint and how they could help you out and, and a little bit about them. And um, I also uh, explain about life 
through the eyes of spirituality. And, um, and it's a very simplistic reading book. And, um, and you're going to be absolutely floored and amazed on how easy and simple life could be. And then how much God really loves everyone unconditionally. God is not a vengeful God. He is not a punishing God. That's not that spirit at all. You know, there is what's known as cause and effect. If you screw up in life, yes, there is a balance to life, to the universe. It's called karma. So with every action you do, there is going to be a reaction, but it's not that God's punishing you. It's just you get a natural reaction to your action. So if you put out positive things, then positive things will come to you. It might not come to you in the way that you want or in the way that you think it should be, but it will come around in a different way. So I'll give you an example of that. Like suppose you're helping out metaphorically people who live on the East Coast and you're helping out all these uh, people who are, you know, struggling in life and you're giving them your time and money and, and energy and love and you're helping them out and helping them out, you know, or different people in your family or friends or whatever, you're helping them out, but they're not reciprocating or they're not paying you back like they should yeah. or like you thought they would or what you agreed upon. You got screwed by them. But what happens is that when you share your love and your energy in that direction, what God and the angels do is that they will bring love and positive good things and energy or money or whatever from the West Coast, but you gave all your energy to the East. And being that the East is no longer giving you the kind of appreciation in return, you'll get it from different areas of your life. And so it's about you having an awareness of God's love, like just because you don't get it from the people, well, they should give this to me and I've given them everything and they don't do that, you know, but then they're not realized that, that the other family or friends who you meet or your, or your job or whatever is coming, is pulling through for you, you know? So you are just expressing yourself to those people on who you are, but you know, don't play yourself as a victim because if you just keep on sharing your positive energy with people who don't appreciate you, it's just not their fault. They're just being who they are. It's your fault too for accepting them, for accepting them for the way they are, for that lower energy. So it's up to you. If they're not willing to compromise with you or appreciate what you're doing, then you need to let them go and then start new chapters in your life or, or pick new friends or get a new job or a new partner, whatever. So, you know. That's amazing. What's the second book going to be like? Did you, is there something that you learned from writing your first book? Like the whole process with working with like a publisher and stuff. Is there something that you learned that you're going to do differently with your second book? No, it's actually, it's, it's more of different life circumstances. It's oh, like, okay. it's such a short book. The, the problem, the problem that people were telling me is the only thing that they didn't like about my book was that, there wasn't more information about what I was, I mean, I explain the topic very well, but it's like they loved it so much. They just wanted more of it. So I'm creating more of it. That's good. More of the book about life, about spirituality, about how the universe works, how God works. And um, when you have an understanding, a better understanding of how the universe works, then, um, you know, it makes your life much easier and simpler. 
because yes. you have an understanding. You don't get as upset. You don't get as angry. I mean, you're still human. I mean, I'm human. I understand it. And I'm still a four-letter word person. I, I still curse my brains up. But the <laughs> moment it gets out of my system, it's out of my system. I don't really, you know, worry too much about it. Yeah. No, there, there should be more that people want. That means that, that, that what you put out there and what people are reading and getting from the information that you're giving them, they want more, you know, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, he made Godfather one and then he made Godfather two. So he could have put them all in one, but what's that going to do? That's good. That's good that you were able to connect with people, you know, through, through just your writing. Yeah, no, I feel very lucky. Well, the thing is, is that so many people will ask me a lot of the same type of questions or deal with a lot of the same frustrations of life. And so I repeat myself and repeat myself. And I said, you know what, why don't I just write a book about what people need to know, you know, about God, about life, about whatever, you know, and rather than fearing God, nobody should ever fear God. If anything, God, you should treat God like he's your best friend. I say he as a reference. God is, a, is of everybody or everything. You could say she, you could say he, you could say it, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, God's of everything. So, but I'm just using that as a reference. So, uh, but, you know, God really, really does care about each individual. And if he didn't care about each individual, then he wouldn't have created you. God created you. So, of course, he, he has enough. He, he, he manifests enough in this world to take care of everybody. And the reason why there are so many people struggling in life or starving in this world or in poverty has nothing to do with that God doesn't care or that God didn't provide enough for everybody. It all has to do with the people. And their choices and politics and power and greed, that's what stops the flow of energy of everyone getting the proper amount of, you know, uh, help or nutrition or food or whatever it is. It has nothing to do with God doesn't provide. God provides enough for everybody in this world. So it's just a matter of, you know, respect and, and appreciation. And that goes yeah. a long way. Yeah, no, I can, I can definitely agree with that. So you already, you're very fascinating. I'll make sure that in the notes, I'll put everything, your website, uh, link to your book on Amazon, everything, just so people can go check you out. One question before I let you go. And thanks again for taking the time. What's the, I, I'm sure there's a lot of things that you love about what you do. Is there one aspect that you really enjoy? Um, well, two aspects. Number okay. one, meeting new people. Number one, meeting new people. And number two, um, healing people emotionally, giving people peace of mind, and knowing that I made a big difference in thousands of people's of lives, um, you know, in such a positive way. So, um, you know, it, it, I mean, yes, I make good money at what I do, but, but even more so, um, I, I make a lot of people happy and I give them emotional comfort and, um, and, th- and that's, that's the biggest gift of all. It really is, you know, so, you know, and some people will question me already, you know, why do you charge what you do? I don't charge astronomical amount, but you know, I charge a fair amount. And I said, well, if I gave it away for next to nothing, cause they said, if you have a spiritual gift then why are you charging what you charge? I said, well, if I charge less, that means I would have to get another another regular job job, which means I would not have to I would not have as much time available 
to be able to read more people. You know, so if I make a living at doing what I do, that means I could keep on doing what I'm doing and, you know, with more hours and help more people. And that's so if I only charge, Yeah. So if I only charge 10, 15 bucks or 20 bucks, you know, and I'm giving that much time and energy, um, I, I would not be able to make a living and I would have to not, I wouldn't have my time as available or as accessible. And, you know, doctors make a living, priests make a living, rabbis make a living, nurses make a living, therapists make a living, you know, so everyone deserves to make a living at doing what they love to do. And, um, you know, so being that, you know, if, if my prices were, were out of the ballpark, which they're not, if they were out of the ballpark, you know, then, you know, people, if people couldn't afford to see me, then yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. Uh, more often but you know but there's a lot of people who think i charge too little because i've made such an impact on their life they said already you charge way too little is that when you say oh well you can give me some more i'm just kidding i know you wouldn't do that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah about the tip about the tip factor no what i was going to say uh before i let you go is the one thing that obviously proves what you do you're you're great at and you care you're a people person uh, is just the referral thing. I, I, I can imagine like one person, they're wowed, they tell a handful of people, they tell a handful of people, and that's where you got to where 29,000, you're reading people all around the world. That, that's phenomenal. I wonder before you saw that postcard when you went upstairs, if you could go back in time and tell yourself, you know, these are, you're going to impact and help out 29,000 people. I'm sure you would have like fell on the floor. Yeah, I, I never thought in a million years. I only dreamed about being able to do therapy out of my home to help out people because, like I said, I wasn't a scholastic person. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I never fathomed that I was going to be capable of, you know, uh, helping out people, so many people on an emotional level. And then they recommend me and recommend me. So every single time, somebody calls me, which is a lot, whenever somebody calls me and says, yes, I like to book a reading or I like to book a party because I do arty parties also where I go to people's homes and I read for their friends and family. Oh, cool. You know, and I do public events too, you know, and I do fundraisers also. So, you know, I do a lot. So besides privately and, you know, and if people want to reach me, um, all they have to do or, you know, if they want to make an appointment or a party or whatever, um, I could, you know, they could, or if they want a book, you know, they could call me at 732-778-7173. You can call me or text me, or you could even email me at artiehoffman at gmail, or better yet, go to my website, artiehoffman.com, and you'll see all about me. Awesome, Artie. Well, thanks so much for taking the time. It was great talking to a local Jersey guy, and uh, have a great rest of your night. Yeah, I, and I wish you the same, and don't forget to, uh, Repeat your vows. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back and write them down. Thanks so much. But make sure, and make sure they're, it's on a special numbered uh, anniversary, not like six. Oh, or yes. Eight, you know. No, that is true. Yes, I got to do it on that date. 10-10, you know, on a five, October 10th. On a five or, or 10. And there you go. <laughs> Have a great night, Ari. Thanks so much. It was a pleasure. Yeah, Stay it was well. great. Bye. Thank you. Wasn't Ari great? Find him again. It's artiehoffman.com. The link's in the episode notes. 
Next episode, we're interviewing the amazing Michael Grace, who co-wrote Poltergeist 1 and 2. He has some great stories about his start. And oh yeah, a story about Steven Seagal. You're going to love him. Don't forget to review, rate, and share our podcast. Good night. Good night.